Strength Matters Media, video, print, podcasts. Hey, I'm Josh Kennedy, and on today's show, we're talking all about rucking for weight loss. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger, and live better. If you're new to the show, we release a new episode every Tuesday. But if you're listening to this and you're not part of the inner circle, you're missing out on some great content. Video courses, books, masterclasses, workouts, private groups, and our coveted monthly print magazine. You can discover our very best content and join us at strengthmatters.com forward slash inner circle. Now back to the show. Welcome to the Fit Over 30 podcast, the podcast for people over 30 who want to lose weight, get stronger and live better. I'm your host, Josh Kennedy. If you're new to the podcast, it's great to have you here. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe and review if you have a couple of minutes. Uh, the more reviews we get, um, the more people will find us and the more information we can share. With me, as always, is my co-host, James Breeze, sipping on his tea. Good morning. How are we doing? I am. I'm on my cup of tea. I'm no more coffee temporarily. Oh. No more co- are you is it decaf tea, is it? Or are you well, just giving no, no, coffee? I'm just, it's it's normal tea. However, I am I'm in the middle of an experiment with I am just going decaf coffee at the moment or no coffee okay. at all. Uh, which is going on. We'll save it for another podcast, but uh, it's the results are interesting. Let me put it that way. Really? All right. We'll have uh didn't realise you were doing that. We'll have a chat off air about that. Anyway, we're not talking about tea or decaf tea or anything. We are indeed talking about um rooking for weight loss. Um we'll go through pros, cons whether you should do it, shouldn't do it, where you start. Yeah, and share a couple of stories as well. James, you want to kick us off? Yeah, it's something that's been happening, particularly in the States, I think, the last five to ten years maybe, and it's slowly coming over this way as well more and more. Mm. Um, You see all these rucking events. So for those who don't know what rucking is, that's the American term. They've got tabbing over here. It's a military term where you put a weighted backpack on or in terms of a military it's not as deliberately weighted it's carrying all your essential kit and you're going for a hike and going for a little expedition i think let's put it that way up in the mountains going for a walk that type of thing so that to define what rocking is it's essentially going for a walk with weight on your back absolutely but but it's become really popular in the last few years in america with a lot of old Navy SEAL guys doing these rocking events, um, these high-end challenges, which are fantastic. And in the UK as well, particularly here, my beloved Penna Van, as we had this, this conversation. It's not fan, it's van. It's spelled um, F-A-N. Jesus, oh, it's how you pronounce it in Welsh. Penna Van, head of the valley. Yep. Which it literally means here in Wales. is a famous SAS route. It's a famous testing route for the SAS. And over the last few years, lots of ex-SAS members have started doing these events, the van duds is what they call it, yep. tests around here for people, everyday people to go and put themselves against these SAS selection tests. It's not the only SAS selection test, it's just one of the fitness tests that you've got to achieve. I think you've got to do, do the route in under four hours with your weighted backpack. Yeah, you've got, to, you've got to navigate it yourself, right, as well. Uh, it's fair to navigate yourself, but on the on these routes, you know what the route is out and back, essentially. Yep. Okay. Cool. It's in the hills of the Brecon Beacons, come rain, weather, water shine. Yeah. And that's how it is. But it's become really popular. And you see, I see it all the time. When I go hiking, running around Penavan and, and the Beacons, you see so many people going there with backpacks on now, testing themselves because they want to do this challenge to see how it goes. Some are extremely fit, others not. This is why this conversation is stemmed today, just from personal experience, seeing things, seeing what's going on, and to help people realize that you shouldn't necessarily believe in the hype of what rock, rocking can do for you because it has its negative elements to it as well. I think it's wonderful. It's great. I love walking up a hill with a backpack on my back. It's endearing for my time in the police. 
I don't know why it is. I just like it. I like the heavyweight. I like the challenge. But I've done it, did it for years. <laughs> it's a, for beginners out there now wanting to get into it and maybe start looking at an alternative to running, maybe. Let's talk about the solutions and things you need to think about and considerations you need to have in play to help you get better at it. Yeah, absolutely. And you haven't done the Van Dance or anything, have you? Only myself. I, I, have, it's, I have no interest in doing it. Like I've, my police, <laughs> law enforcement, military type days have got for long gone. If people want to do that, it's great. It's a good challenge. That and we can share my story later of doing the uh, P Company. I didn't actually do the. Let me just correct that. I didn't do the actual P Company because that's the uh, being in the parachute regiment. That's their <laughs> test. I did the Paris Ten version of it i just want to clear that up before anyone well, rings in and says you weren't in parachute regiment no i wasn't i yeah. did paris <laughs> i did the paris um, paris 10 i've done the route several times multiple took i've lost count how many times i've done the route yeah with a weighted backpack usually my drone at the moment or or other camera equipment but i like running it i think it's a cool little run to go across mm. i enjoy it like i said going specifically to do a test and everything is not it's i don't know i've that part of my life is gone in some respects, mm. but I can see why people who want to do it. And I do going up and down mountains and stuff like that, but I just don't particularly interested in that specific test. However, yeah. for those who want to train for it, well, here's the ideas to go behind it. But I think it's good to share your story about a P company, the P company test, because this is what I'm seeing from lots of people who are coming into us at the moment with mm. these sorts of experiences. Yeah. Okay. So this was right at the start of when I had not long been, been a personal trainer, I don't think uh, maybe about for about a year or something. And, uh, and a mate of mine joined the, decided he wanted to join the parachute reserve regiment. And um, in the parachute reserves, you have to do something called P company, which is the, uh, it's part of the train. It's the testing week, or is it, it might be over a couple of weeks. You have to do a uh, 10 mile weighted march, which I'll come on to, which is the the Paris 10, the Trinasium, which is an aerial assault course, because obviously a uh, parachute regiment is an airborne regiment. The log race, which sounds like absolute hell. The steeplechase, two-mile march, endurance march, stretcher race again. Um, that's a couple of t- uh, teams of 16 men carrying 175-pound stretcher over five miles. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it on the telly. They did a program about the about P company. It looks yeah, very tough. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a tough guy. And my friend is a very tough man. He, he passed P company. Well done to him. And then and milling as well, which you might have done if everyone's seen the SAS. Are you tough enough? Is that what it's called? SAS, I, can't enough? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. The program on, they've done a lot. They've done it in Australia. They've done it all sorts of things. Channel four. And they have um, milling, which is basically you put uh, boxing gloves on the head, uh, pad and uh, beat the crap out of each other for a minute or something <laughs> so there's milling as well that's all part of it so I didn't do all of that I did what the one I did the 10 miler or the um, Paris 10 it's called so it's an organized race and the goal is to you got to you can do it just as a run as well actually you can do the course just as a run if you want but I in honor of my mate having gone through all of this stuff and getting in uh, qualifying to become part of the uh, parachute reserves I thought I'd just have a little taste of what he went through and try and raise some money for charity at the, at the same time. It's a 10-mile march with in full kit with boots and a backpack weighing 35 pounds, um, which is about just under 16 kilos. Uh, and if you want to qualify for the parachute regiment, you've got to do that in under an hour and 50 minutes. So yeah, so when I, I think when I decided to do this, I, I was slightly time crunched, let's say, so it it wasn't the best planning. So I got my boots out of the cupboard, put my combat trousers on, got my boots out, put a weighted, put a 
backpack on and just started walking as quick as I could. And I tried to just try to slowly increase my distance, adding, I didn't go crazy with the weight, but I did. I thought I got that long, I better start carrying some weight. I can't remember how long I had to train for it, but it wasn't long enough, basically. And I had like shin splints, back pain. I didn't put the, I didn't choose the necessarily the, the, <laughs> the greatest thing for my 16 kilos. I put a kettlebell in my bag with a, padded it out with a sleeping bag or something. So it was a bit... <laughs> <laughs> digging into my lower back and stuff. So that wasn't exactly, again, wasn't the greatest idea, but it was more like, yeah, I was getting shin splints, hip pain, back pain, all sorts of stuff. But it was because I was time crunched. I wouldn't, I would not recommend doing it that way. And then on the actual race day, it was 31 degrees and the race starts at five past 11. So through the hottest hours of the day, I did have a camel pack on oh my god it was i think it's probably one of the toughest things i've ever done i didn't make the time i did it in two hours 14 i think i i, I did it in but there was a point through sort of three quarters of the way through the race where i was like i, I want to give up i can't do this this is horrendous <laughs> how, how did you feel like the days afterwards oh i got absolutely shattered and yeah aches and pains through the body and stuff like i said i didn't uh, i think i ended up carrying sandbags i think that's what i way to pack down with in the end not rather than a kettlebell i think if i remember right but it was really tough it was a very hot day you're in boots i hadn't done enough training because i hadn't given myself long enough so i made all of the classic mistakes thought i was perhaps a bit fitter than i was i was like i'm a personal trainer i train people all the time i run around parks and run boot camps and stuff i can do this and it was yeah turned out to be a lot more difficult the heat certainly didn't help because mm-hmm. i am not built for for heat <laughs> That's for sure. I'm a very pale man. <laughs> it's heat doesn't mix well with me. But what actually happened, they didn't have electrolyte drinks at the end. But when I got round, so they just gave me water. So I like, I remember just taking my pack off, collapsing onto the floor, drinking God, a couple of liters of water, I think in quick succession. And then felt, felt like hell on earth. And I actually ended up vomiting it all back. Nice. Uh, because I had thrown my water and salt balance completely out of whack. So I vomited and then I ate a salty packet of crisps and felt much better. <laughs> you got to be aware of those kind of things as well. So that's my story. Fantastic. But I, I think it's a good way because that's, that's what you tend to see from a lot of people is that sort of reaction and that sort of, okay, the heat may be not always the same in the UK because it's very rarely that hot. Yeah. I think that's, uh, you know, that's a rarity in this country, I think is the best way to put it. But... We're seeing it time and time again. I just see people broken. Like they, it's a, it's always a standard thing in the gym. Go bigger, go faster, go harder, go longer. It's, yeah. And it's becoming the same. Rock and go bigger, go faster, go harder, go longer. And there's steps and means I think you should address first before going anywhere near adding weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this on the Insider podcast that we we recorded the other day about this about progressions for walking and moving forward if you log into the inner, you know, the inner circle you can learn more about that and that side of stuff but people with weight loss if you're severely overweight i would recommend not putting a backpack on until you've built up a volume of walking mm-hmm. first and foremost that is, that is it let's just talk about rocking in general let's just go the standard route is like you want to comp- try and compete in these events. Awesome. Great. It's a good test. And for some people, walking and rucking becomes a new running because you've hurt your knees over time. Like it's wear and tear on your knees or something you've done, injury, injuries, all these sorts of things. It becomes a good alternative. Doesn't mean you should always put weight on your back straight away. No, this is the, the most important factor. Like we have progressions, we have systems building up to it. But if you're new to rucking 
And you're hearing this, I know we're probably preaching to the converted. We go back to basics. Can you do 20 minute walk tests? Can you, how fast can you walk in 20 minutes? Can you yep. hit a one and a half mile standard? Okay, are you walking 60, 60 minutes, two hours without weight on your backpack, on your back first and foremost? Yep. And can you do it quite quickly? Can you get some of these speeds, get some of these things? Can you cover the distance in your race without weight? Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Then maybe just add 5% weight. Slowly build it up once you hit these things. Focus on the weight loss side of things first. Focus on that first. Walking is wonderful. It's one of the best things you can do for fat loss and weight loss. Yeah. However, I'm saying exercise caution when it comes to loading weight onto it because it's, again, you're loading weight onto potential dysfunction because almost always, if you're overweight, it means you can have poor mobility, poor posture. You're not going to be strong enough to withstand these extra forces and your body's going to break down. And I can share that from my own personal experience. When I was in the police and particularly working on some of the riot stuff, you'd have to wear a lot of kit. You know, I'd be yeah. weighing about 15, 20 kilos, about 40, 45 pounds in total, backpacks on, moving, running around all day. But a lot of the time you were sitting down for hours on end, doing nothing. You were sitting down with your kit on yeah. uh, for hours waiting to go. So what happens is you're loading yourself in this position with weight moving forward with tight hip flexors, tight shoulders. You're not moving very well. And it's, what's that? Not Vladimir. It's uh, Yander's cross pack. What do you call it? I can't remember now. The uh, X. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but yeah, we'll find it. <laughs> we'll um, find it. Anyway, off the top of my head, you, you're causing problems like tight pecs, tight shoulders, tight hip flexors, weak low back. All these issues start to head and we start to see more and more with these heavy ruckers who've come to us recently who are having issues around the same issues like tight hips, tight shoulders, tight neck. Abs aren't working. Your neck is doing the work of your abs because you've got heavy weight on the back. You need to turn the abs on, get everything moving, lose a bit of weight, build up some volume first, the tendons, ligaments, all these things can withstand this force and then go towards rucking after, build up slowly, is what we're trying to say. It's a good tool. It's it's neat. It, you know, it can be yeah, it's great. great. It's great work. fun as well. I know that uh, Paris 10 that I did sound like absolute hell, but I, I still loved it. It was yeah. really hard, but I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I love going up, the, you know, like if I'm going with mates or going with cat up, up the hills and stuff like that, like I always like wearing a backpack because it gives me a little bit of resistance. It makes it a little bit harder for me to go up there. Like running up the mountains, it's, it's a great... Workout well, or recovery session. It, it is, but you also need to, depending on the weather, carry some water with you as well. So you do quite often need to, you know, wear a light backpack and put your water, snacks, whatever, maybe a coat, depending on if you're going up hills, you might need a coat for the weather, etc. But, but going to uh, 45 pounds to straight away to this race is just stupidity. Yeah. And it just causes issues, not just from the shoulders and the hips, even the ankles. Yeah. Up and down the chain, walk more, then you add load. Yeah. then you build up the volume. That's the key to everything. And I think it's about how you add load as well. Because like I said, I didn't uh, think it through properly. I initially started carrying a, a kettlebell. Then I think I did switch to sand after that and tried to pack my bag because obviously you want the weight high. You don't want it low Yeah, down the bottom of the back. You want it high up as you can, carrying it more near the top of your back. Um, obviously, if it's down the bottom, you're going to be pulled backwards and give you even worse low back problems. So it's about how you what weight you carry as well. So we'd probably recommend a weight vest is probably the best way to go because it distributes that weight evenly over your body. So if you want to do this kind of thing, invest uh, in a weight vest. 
Yeah. And it's, it's uh, Yander's upper cross syndrome. That's what I was trying to That's remember it. before. It. I was like, it just came to me then. But it is, it's like the standard thing is that people put heavy backpacks on and their neck goes so far to try and compensate. And you have this curvature, uh, super tight pecs, inhibited neck flexors, tight upper traps, you know, all the time to compensate. And it just means you become a walking mess and a disaster almost. <laughs> trying to happen so by the way please don't think this we're saying rucking you shouldn't do rucking i find it i love it i find it endearing however exercise caution <laughs> like again when most people just try to go running with a weight vest on straight away it's the same principles like i see yeah. i'm seeing that i don't through the advent of crossfit seeing doing murph and all these wonderful workouts i'm seeing people running around the park with weight vests on the moment yeah. and maybe they shouldn't be doing it because they're slightly overweight and it just, it just sees a recipe disaster for me long term so again over 30 priorities health Staying injury-free, enjoying the work you want to do, and thinking sensibly how you're going to achieve it. Absolutely. Focus on uh, focus on volume first. Make sure you've got the right kit. Invest in a weight vest, but don't just uh, jump in and, and whack it on straight away and, and go. Just as we've said, build up the volume. Give yeah. your body, tendons, muscles, ligaments, all time to adjust. Adjust to that volume is the best way forwards exactly and then we, we will if you guys jump into the inner circle for, for those who are members of the inner circle bronze silver gold or, or platinum as we call it if you jump into the inner circle we have recorded an insider podcast it's our podcast for members where we talk about our progressions for walking like our 20 minute walk test and then our 60 minute walk test and how we add to the incline walk test and we do all these things and how we progress slowly so if you're going to jump in there and learn more about our progressions and how we do things then I highly recommend going to strengthmatters.com and checking it out there. Absolutely. I'm going to go and um, plan my training for the next Paris 10. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually, I would actually like to do that again. Cause I've gone down more the, the OCR route, obviously, which I really enjoy. Uh, obviously the Paris 10 is a, different animal altogether but I think mm. I would like to do that again actually give it a, well, give it a go anyone, and train for it properly hey yeah sensibly and if, any, <laughs> and if anyone's doing the van down standing the Brecon Beacons uh, I'm in Cardiff give me, leave me in the comments I'll come and wave at you I'll, I'll be by the post box the famous the post box the famous uh, uh, telephone box the telephone box the story arms and I'll wave you goodbye and I'll uh, let you go on your merry way <laughs> and then you'll go you'll go off and have a decaf coffee <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe that's our topic today on the Insider Podcast. Yes, maybe. Yeah, guys. If you want to, if you want more information, uh, more in-depth podcasts, please do join the Inner Circle. James, can you tell them how they uh, how they can join the Inner Circle? Yep. Go to strengthmatters.com forward slash Inner Circle. We have uh, four tiers: bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. Um, bronze is free for everyone if you jump in you will get access to a couple of free podcasts you will get access to every silver is where it's at for people who want to learn all our master classes our video courses and, and get our magazine every month but for bronze members that's where your starting point is we'll even ship you a free copy of the magazine um, if you jump in there just to see what we're all about because we like to cover all areas of learning not just the visual or the audio we like to do it in print and reading too absolutely absolutely uh, I hope this was uh, informative for you guys hope you enjoyed it good luck with your rucking build up slowly uh, and uh, don't end yourself and, and enjoy. Thank you, James. No worries. Thank you guys for listening until next time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Over 30 podcast with Josh Kennedy and James Breeze. If you love listening to these episodes, then please let somebody else know about this podcast. That's how you can help it grow. And the more it grows, the more free content we can bring to you. Also, if you'd like to learn more about how we help people over 30 with a more bespoke training solution, you can book in for a free consultation with us at strengthmatters.com forward slash call right now.